This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Anxiety is a normal and often appropriate and healthy emotion. However, when a person feels overwhelmingly anxious to the point of not coping, it becomes a disorder. Dalita Siegel is an educational psychologist, both in private practice and works as part of the Bilavista Seek School. She joins me now to tell me how anxiety impacts on children and adolescents in the classrooms. Dalit, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Cherise. Anxiety, as I said, is normal and perhaps South Africans experience a lot more anxiety than other people. What is the level of anxiety that we could say is appropriate? You're completely right. Anxiety is felt by by most people. And um, I think from COVID, we're definitely feeling a lot more. I think for children, they do have normal anxieties. We do see that. And, um, you know, kind of like scared of the dark or worried that there's a monster under our beds. Those are normal childhood anxieties that, that we can cope with. But it's when the anxiety is um, causing them to kind of like a break in their day, that they're not able to cope through the day, then we know that anxiety is taking that step too high. And, you know, then they struggle. If they're struggling with normal day-to-day functioning, then we know it's something we have to do to, to assist them with their anxiety. What is the difference between, say, anxiety and shyness or awkwardness or kids who aren't able to express themselves? How do we know it's an anxiety problem specifically? So children will exhibit anxiety slightly different to to how adults will exhibit it. Often we will find that a child will be um, display a lot of anger or be irritable. That can be a sign of anxiety. Um, you know, also uh, the body aches or the sore tummies, um, you know, trying to avoid certain things. Those are all signs that our child is uh, experiencing anxiety. So it can be slightly different to what an adult will experience. Children exhibit those kinds of symptoms, and it could be for a whole host of reasons. I think I'm trying to understand, how do you know it's anxiety and not another kind of ailment or just something else that's presenting as in this way? I think as we see, if it is impacting on the child's ability to do their day-to-day living, then it's a problem. Then we know it's becoming too much. So if it's impacting on them to the extent where, you know, they're not coping at school or they are shying away from play dates where they normally would have been going to play dates or whether you find that they are acting out a little bit more than they normally would. You know, we have our temper tantrums and whatnot, but if it's that extra or it's more often um, and, and as parents also, we have that sixth sense, you know your child. And if you feel like something's not sitting right, generally it's because it's not sitting right. Uh, and 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 then it, it is something that you need to to look at and, and take seriously. Um, I think many times we don't listen to instincts. Um, children who are acting out. I'm assuming that anxiety disorder is a long term thing. It's not like okay, well, I don't want to go to school tomorrow because I've got a test or an exam, or because I'm scared the teacher's going to call on me. We're talking about something that is affects us mentally long term or not. I think it's 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 a it's about finding out what's going on at school as well, um, and having the communication with the teachers and with if there's therapists at the school, whether what you're seeing at home is also being played out at school, and to kind of work as a team to figure out because 
you know, if it's a child is managing at school, whereas where they spend most of their day, you'll find that they might just be exhibiting their anxiety at home, or it's not necessarily anxiety, but it's they're exhibiting their ability to kind of be free and, and let loose and act out and be naughty and whatnot at school, but um, at home. If the behaviors that you're seeing at home, which are the acting out and those difficult ones to, to manage, if we're seeing that at school and it's impacting on their learning and their social and their socializations or their being able to maintain friendships, you know, then it's something that we need to do something about more so. And then it probably lands up being a more of a long-term thing, which then can be helped. You know, that's the nice thing about anxiety. Well, it's not nice, but it's it's definitely the bonus of anxiety is that it is something that can be treated. You know, it can be treated uh, through therapies, through medication, if parents are open to that, and through also things that parents can do at home to just assist their children in their day-to-day life. Unless you talk about anxiety being being able to help, is this something that is a lifelong condition that mm-hmm. needs to be managed always? It is, is it a personality thing that you, you're born as an anxious person and everything going forward is going to be a little bit harder and you need to learn to manage it? Or is it something that you outgrow? I think it's very dependent on the person, but absolutely it can be one's temperament that are a little bit more highly strung or a little bit a type personality and whatnot. Um, so absolutely, it can be something that we just deal with for the rest of our lives. And strategies allow us to cope better. And the earlier we learn them and the earlier the intervention takes place, the better it is and the easier it is for us to, to kind of, you know, succeed in society. Um, so it is dependent on the person, but it can be a lifelong thing, unfortunately. It also can be something that can, so sometimes we have what we call generalized anxiety uh, disorder, which is something that is, it, it, it is a disorder, it's in the DSM-5, it's, it's something that a person will deal with for their entire life. Otherwise, you also get people where it's kind of like a situational anxiety. Writing a test is anxiety provoking, but 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 it generally is. But for some children, it's even more so. Um, or being out in a social social area that's anxiety provoking. So it's more situational. Those, I suppose, are slightly easier to deal with and cope with, um, and they come and go. Um, so it's very dependent on the person. You mentioned um, situations cause anxiety in a short term. How do you know if your child is anxious or just shy? And how do you treat the different kinds of, um, I suppose, a spectrum? How would you treat it differently based on the spectrum of where the child is? It's very important to listen to your child. I think as parents, we often try and kind of talk them out of it. And, and I think we do this with very good intentions to say to them, oh, you know what, don't worry. It's nothing to worry about. Um, you'll be fine. But in actual fact, in saying those things, we kind of get the child to then think that, oh, gosh, this is something, you know, there's something wrong with me because my mom's telling me it's all fine, but I'm not feeling fine. So we've got to be very careful as parents to not talk about it. And to actually listen to what they say. Sometimes also, depending on the age of the child, we might have to give them the words <clears throat> to express how they feel it. So maybe they say, I have a sore tummy. And we think to ourselves, okay, why are they having a sore tummy? And you say to them, you know, sometimes um, when things are difficult or, you know, you may be a little bit scared to go somewhere that kind of gives you a bit of a sore tummy. So it's kind of explaining and giving them the words that they need um, for, you know, to, to understand 
where they're coming from. Um, and as I say, to listen to them, to hear what they say and to try and normalize those feelings. I think as parents, we are great role models and we should be. And if we can model behavior for our children so that they realize oh, in actual fact, my mom also feels some of these things sometimes, or my dad also goes through these things and they're still fine. They, they managing and carrying on. So I think it's important to say to our children, you know, sometimes I also get these feelings um, and, and, you know, this is how I manage them. And so it kind of normalizes their feelings so that they feel like, okay, you know, in actual fact, I can do this. And I think that's important to do whether it is generalized anxiety or whether it is just scared to go to a sleepover because it's something new. So we almost need to see it and deal with it in the same light because for anxiety for a child, whether it's generalized or whether it's situational and what's causing it, for them, it feels real and it feels almost the same. Um, so as parents, I think we can deal with it in the same way in terms of, of how to allow them to feel what they're feeling, know that it's okay to feel those feelings, and that there's a safe place and a safe person that can help them through those feelings. You spoke about outgrowing anxiety. Can you also get it at a later stage? Can you be fine as a child and develop it as a teenager? Or is it something that's within and you, you either don't or do get it? I think it probably it is something that can be felt at any age, at any time. I think that that also depends on what's happening in life. And we have our different stresses. And so I think it can happen um, at a later age uh, in terms of, you know, feeling those anxious feelings or those worrying feelings. I think they can come anytime. And I think sometimes what's so difficult for children, maybe specifically the child that has been happy-go-lucky all the way through the primary school years, all of a sudden puberty hits and the wheels fall off, and for them, a lot of times they don't know what's going on because, yes, they were that happy-go-lucky child. Now, all of a sudden, they're not so happy-go-lucky, and but they can't necessarily say why. And that's the hardest things to deal with, to find the words or the reasons. And sometimes there is no reason. Sometimes it is just chemical imbalance or a, and it's so difficult to sometimes know exactly. And I think that's when it's very important to kind of seek out the professionals like the psychologists and the psychiatrists to figure out what is uh, going on. What is the underlying difficulty in terms of, of what's happening with the child? And last question, as an educational psychologist who deals with anxiety, what is your advice to both parents and teachers in dealing with the anxious child? So as I say, I think we need to look at a child as a whole, like a holistic viewpoint. We need to get everybody's ideas of what's going on in the child's life. So it's very important for parents to, to have an idea, have there been sudden changes in their child's behavior um, or in their child's marks at school, you know, to see that is there something underlying and, and potentially anxiety being the root cause. Um, at the same time, then teachers need to be involved, therapists, you know, whatever therapists might be in the child's, uh, that the child is with, to kind of work as a team. What's going on? How can we assist? And depending on where we're going and what, what, what comes out from those kind of meetings or those decisions, discussions, 
um, you know, to look and say, what needs to happen? Where do we need to go forward with the child? I think it's important to listen to our children, hear where they're coming from, and then, you know, deal with that as you go forward to figure out what's happening, you know, how can we assist? And there are methods, there are amazing methods out there that can be very assisting um, for children. So for anxious children, it's important for them to know that there are strategies. And what the parents are doing at home, and if, and if it's working at home, then to bring that into the classroom. So like maybe deep breathing exercises. If that's working well at home, then the teacher needs to be aware of it so that they can bring in the same thing. So we're marrying what's happening at home to what's happening at school. And the support is then coming from all sides in terms of assisting our children. Well, thank you very much for that. That was educational psychologist. Dalit Siegel, who is part of the Bella Vista Share team. And Bella Vista are running an online course uh, dealing with all kinds of anxiety and other issues that children are faced. Please see the website for more information. Dalit, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Aries.